January comes and we're like, all right, new year, I'm ready. Let's like smash out all this content. And then by like March, everyone's kind of <laughs> going back into their old ways or aren't posting. So I would rather someone be consistent for a longer period of time and post less and have obviously more quality than post so much to burn themselves out. Are you looking to improve your sales skills without compromising your values? Welcome to Sales Made Easy, a podcast for business and personal growth. Join Harry Spate, author of Selling with Dignity, your formula for life-changing sales results, as he hosts sales experts and business owners who share their journeys of personal growth and business success without resorting to pushy sales tactics. Now, here's your host, Harry. Mariah McKinnis, what is the good word? Welcome to the Sales Made Easy podcast. So Mariah, tell us what is going on in your world of being the content queen. Thank you so much, Harry, for having me. As I currently record this with you, I am running my content marketing agency and educational business whilst being a digital nomad. We help online business owners and entrepreneurs essentially create content online to help market their business. And we also educate those who aren't ready to outsource. And that's in a nutshell what we're doing at the moment. As I record this, we are in Spain. And as we've mentioned, the internet hasn't been the most amazing. So hopefully it holds up for us. Well, so far, so good. So tell me a little bit about being a person that is doing content and creation for an small businesses, what does that typically entail? I see that you're quite the the publisher or that you've written some articles. I understand you have a publicist background. Tell me a little bit about what that means as far as what you do so we can maybe find some people who might be interested. Yeah. So essentially, I mean, every person is very different in what they need and, and strategy is really important to me. So working with a small business or an entrepreneur, a solo entrepreneur, or someone in a team, generally what we do is we build out a content strategy. So where they want to show up and where they should be showing up and what types of content we are going to create. A lot of entrepreneurs that I work with have their own podcast or something like that. Don't we work to things like blogs? I'm a big writer. I have a journal background at PR. The core goals around the business and what marketing is, you know, the marketing goals. We essentially then create the things to help expose their business using, you know, top of funnel content, like fun and engaging content all the way through to educational and promotional. So depending on who I work with, some are a lot more hands-on and like to show up on video and do all that. And others just kind of delegate everything. And we create, you know, reels or videos or short clips, all that kind of thing. But anything from writing to video creation, and yeah, really helping entrepreneurs share their message, be seen as thought leaders and yeah, do lots of ghostwriting as well. So it does definitely depend on what the audience or the person needs, but essentially, yeah, anything from social media posts to blogs, to emails and everything, everything in between. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's quite a bit. It sounds like my world where I end up, I think a lot of us who start a business realize that we do more marketing than we ever dreamt of doing. <laughs> Right, we open a we open a business digitally or virtually, and then we think people are going to show up, and it just doesn't really work that way. So, what are some of the things that surprise you in getting started 
for yourself for yourself regarding the selling side of the business? Yeah, I think this is an interesting one. You know, when I guess I first start working or selling my offers to people, a lot of times I think the craziest thing is what they what people think that they need in content marketing versus, you know, what actually is going to help them with results. We see a lot on social media of, you know, do these hacks, these quick tips, these, you know, growth hacks or growth marketing. But a lot of it does come down to, you know, that sustainable growth. And I think a lot of times, you know, selling that might be a challenge because it's not as sexy. But I think the things that surprise me as well is navigating people look for and sort of explaining that to my audience through selling you know that more time more exposure those kinds of things you know a lot of us putting stuff out there as you mentioned or we start our business and wonder why people aren't finding us but uh, you know even just going down that path of trying to navigate what's going to make you know your business quote-unquote work or successful so really trying to show people that and also I think what's really interesting in in the selling aspect of, you know, what content marketing can do is actually the knowledge around content marketing. It's more than just social media. And a lot of times we do go to social media and it's a huge platform, but there's so many opportunities. And I think that actually makes people feel more at ease when I do explain that to them because social media is a 24-7 cycle and it never stops. So a lot of the times people feel a little bit, yeah, relieved that they don't have to be online all the time and they can find things that work for them. So it's, it's always playing around with that messaging, which I'm sure you talk about a lot, but from a marketing perspective as well, it's sort of working out what the audience pain points are, but then also what their ideal life is, which I am finding at the moment is definitely time and space. Oh my goodness. Now you've got me, my head is going in a few different directions. <laughs> you said, all right, so the growth hacks, that first of all stood out because I see those all the time. And that is like one shiny object after another. So I'm probably not alone in this where it's like, oh, if I do these seven things or these three things, then I'm going to have more clients than I know what to do with. And I'll be a seven figure coach and all of this. So how do you help people to see through that stuff? Yeah, this is so interesting, Harry, because you know what happens a lot of time is usually when they go down that path and it doesn't work, then I, I help the client afterwards it's almost like they get burnt out as well and all these growth hacks and you know all these little intricate things that we're told to do as you say the three steps to get more clients or if you're not doing this you know your business is going to fail or you should be here and you should be there a lot of people get burnt out because they try and be everywhere and they try to be everything to everyone and do all these little things and they have this little to you know growth hack to do list okay I've got to make sure I have this and make sure I do that and don't get me wrong. I love little tips and tricks to make, you know, things work, but also with thinking about our own time and resources and what is actually achievable for everyday entrepreneurs and small business owners that don't like marketing isn't the biggest part of their business, although it does become that, but they're here to solve a problem based around this product or service, not to become a marketer. But unfortunately we do become content creators in the mix, which is great. And it's fun. And it's amazing. And it allows us to share our voices and our opinions, but what I find a lot happens is people burn out and then they go, okay, I need to do something else. And that's when I kind of can take people on. But what I find is just surrounding myself with the right communities that, you know, that don't see the bro marketing tips or see through those. 
And that's where I sort of try and surround myself with people that understand. And it's just education. And I just have to keep preaching. It's incredible (laughs) how many times I see something and I look back at what I'm doing today and I went, I came across this last year or whenever. And I'm like, why did it take me a year to start actually doing it? So maybe, maybe I'm not as crazy as I thought I was. So you're providing me hope. (laughs) And you know what it also does is it provides hope hope to those that feel like they're banging their head up against the wall, trying to say the same thing, but they're really passionate about their message. I lied to our clients. You do have to keep toes down their different paths. One of my mentors always says, you know, I told you that like two years ago and now you're finally doing it. I'm like, I needed to hear it a few more times. Okay. Like give me, I need to learn things the hard way. So even a lot of our customers need to hear things the hard way before they'll kind of come on board and, and uh, use our products or services. Yeah, it's great stuff. So the other thing that really stood out in this is you mentioned that content marketing goes beyond social media. And I think a lot of us probably forget about the website because I see another <laughs> marketer where she says, look, you can become a slave to social media. Don't forget Mm -hmm. about the website. And I just heard that again from you. So talk to me Mm -hmm. about that, the importance of keeping your website fresh or maybe blogging or whatever you were thinking about when you said that. Yeah. So I think it's really important to remember that, yes, social media is that that platform where you post something like a seven second reel and it's probably gone tomorrow and no one's going to see it again. No one's going to scroll down to the post you did two years ago and be like, oh, that's a great post. Like, you know, there's some serious stalking they have to do to find a lot of your value. And you think you have this evergreen content and evergreen content is something that, you know, will always, you know, be there. You can get traction. Like I have a blog post that I wrote in 2020 and it's still getting views to this day. And I can go in and I can tweak it and I can optimize it. You know, you can't do that to social media posts. It's just redundant. Right? And even things like podcast and YouTube channels, it, it's sort of similar. Social media can just complement that. And social media can bind with your customers. It can keep you nurturing those. But yeah, the, your website, having those long form channels and hosting them on your website, you know, I've got my podcast linked to my website. I've got my blog linked to my website. And if I did you know, use YouTube, I could even, you know, create blogs out of my YouTube, you know, like having this stuff. And even we know Google is going down an interesting path. Obviously social media is going down this SEO path. So Google is like trying to keep up, but you know, we're always going to be Googling things. Like I still Google things. I don't really go to social media yet. That's the place where people go. Right. And, and rather than a seven second reel, they're reading, you know, a blog that might be a thousand words long or a podcast that might be half an hour. They're really in your space. So that's why I say, you know, content marketing is more than just social media. It's all types of content. But also I know people that don't really like social media and they feel like they have to be on it for their business and they get burnt out or they're unhappy and they lose passion. Or that. <laughs> you know what? I've got a very interesting tip Great. for any business owner. I Watch the, the Social Dilemma. I think it's The Social Dilemma on Netflix. I watched that in 2020 and it really opened my eyes because these channels are made for you to keep coming back. That like the the vanity metrics, all those things, they want you coming back. And when you're not on your phone, they'll send you a notification. Like if you haven't noticed, like if you haven't been on social media for a while, you'll get like a, you know, someone you might know is following such and such. Why don't you follow them? You know, all those things, they want you to keep coming back. So 
first watch that because it's just big eye opener. But one thing I'm really big on because I use social media, obviously, for my own business. I help clients with social media. I've got so I got have so many accounts logged in my Instagram. They won't let me do any more. I've maxed out my thing. I can't add mm. any more accounts because I'm signed into so many. So I turned my notifications completely off any social media. The only one I still have on is WhatsApp. And so I actively choose to go into those platforms. That's really helped me set a boundary with social media because it can it would completely take over my life to, you know, a huge degree because I'm always on there sort of posting things, always engaging with your audience rather than just posting and ghosting, as they say. But if you can at least schedule your content or, you know, do these bits and pieces that allow you a bit of time off and then schedule time to go on those platforms for your engagement. I used to have like calendar, little calendar reminder or to-do list item of like going on social media. So you have carved out time rather than, you know, just going on it whenever you want. I'm a big TikToker and I was just laying on my bed after lunch, like scrolling for half an hour. It's like, okay. When I get to, you know, one thirty, I'll stop. But, you know, it's a bit oh. of an addiction. <laughs> yeah, I've said the same thing. And then one thirty is, uh, by the time, I'm going to definitely stop at 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> even say how many times that's happened. Uh, not that that happens <laughs> yeah. very often, but still, it's, it's it happens to me at night is where I, you know, zone yeah. out and just like, what am I doing? Being aware, right? This is all part of awareness. I'm on this awareness journey in life. And it's just like, you've got to recognize like what you just said. This is a huge dopamine rush for us, right? Where we find something that we like. There's obviously marketing and big corporations behind this stuff. Somebody's making a ton of money the longer that we stay Mm -hmm. on it. And, you know, do we want to be like little monkeys in a cage? So, yeah, I love the idea of just scheduling the times is about putting in in your calendar a reminder or a task it's like look i'm going to post at a certain time i'm going to go in and comment at a certain time yeah so just just a thought here when you're doing this work for others do you i mean is it normal for people to have someone like you to actually do the engagement as well, or just the posts or what's your thought there? Yeah. So this is interesting. Like, obviously it definitely depends on the business and, and, and if it's a personal brand behind it or not, I'm their ghostwriter, essentially. Like I write their captions, I write their emails, people think it's them. So once, you know, when you build up a relationship with someone and they start to understand your brand voice, then definitely I do a lot of community management as well. And it just depends on how comfortable that person is with someone else commenting back. But a lot of the times, you know, it's those businesses with a logo behind their brand. So they're comfortable with that. One of my clients, we do engagement, like in terms of, yeah, just like liking content or engaging with content in their space. But she'll do a lot of the commenting and things because, but I even have a VA that does some comments for more content queen rather than me just to, yeah, engage with others and, and get some exposure in places that maybe we weren't, but it's not just like a, keep up the good work. This is a great post. It's very like, there's a person behind that talking with you, you know, it's actually adding value to that post. I'm very big on adding value rather than just like, you know, an emoji or keep up the good work, like really Mm -hmm. trying to add value and have a conversation with someone, ask them questions, things like that. And then I'll go in and do it for my own page as well. As a business owner, we're all creative things. 
And I want to harness that. So I, you know, sort of bit of a chameleon and will adapt to how people want things. And some people are just like, you do it all. And I'll tell you if I want to change it, but just go forth and conquer. And some are like, you know what, I'll do this part. You do that part. And we work together like that. Oh, I love it. This is really opening up my eyes. And, you know, I've got to ask this question. How has chat GPT impacted your business? Because some people will say things like, well, that's it for content creators. But mm-hmm. I know the for me, that's not it for content creators, right? Because what you just said about managing communities, interacting with people, ChatGPT does not do that, folks, right? So talk to me about that. Mm-hmm. How has it impacted mm-hmm. your business and what's your thought about the future? You know what's so interesting? I, I did a podcast on this because I had a lot of questions when I first, it first came out, like, oh my God, what does this mean for you? And da, 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 da. And, you know, I worked at Kmart, which is we in Australia, we have Kmart as I think it's a bit different in other countries, but it's just like clothing department store. And I worked there for like six years and we got self-serve checkouts. And when the self-serve checkouts were getting built and people were going to be able to serve themselves, someone turned to me and said, aren't you scared? You're going to lose your job. Like, this is horrible. Like all the young kids having part-time jobs. Like I was like 16 or 17. Nah, because they're going to teach me on it. Like, I don't, you know, it's going to be fine. Like, use these machines. It drives me crazy to this day. So, no, I'm excited because it's a new opportunity for me to step into another role. Actually got paid more to be on that. So I thought about this when people were saying, you know, all these AI technology, are you scared to lose your job? And I said, well, there's a few things in this. One, it could actually make my job easier and will allow me to do more of the, you know, working one-on-one with a client rather than, you know, finding certain information on Google or things like that. But it actually speeds up the time because all of the kind of drier content can be written by the bot. And then I can add the heartbeats and the things that are really interesting about that content. The chat GBT does not know our story. The chat GBT does not know those little heartbeats that make our content unique. And if we're going to be putting out generic content all the time, people are going to get sick of reading it because it's just going to feel robotic. Yes, Mm. it is really good for getting the bones and the structure of content, like getting a blog, you know, structured, but it cannot add the personal experience that, like I'll have a, a client send me a voice note and from that voice note, I can turn that into a story. I can't send a voice note to chat GPT and it's, it turns it into a story. So there's those little heartbeats or they won't know the story of that person. Then I'm going to have to get, you know, there's too many back and forths, but just being able to use it as a tool to not write and take over anyone's job, even as a business owner, I don't recommend if you're going to use chat GPT to just copy paste, be done with it. Like you really do have to proof it. You have to fact check all those things. And then add your own personal touch to it. It's great to save time, but also there's it allows us to put more heart and soul into our content and make it more less fluff and more inspirational and intentional. I love what you just called it, the heartbeats. That is just, you can take the content and sprinkle in the stories in it, and then it becomes personalized versus, like you mentioned, it's... Without a heartbeat, it's more just like information. And I'm going to ask you, what what's your thought about just more is better when it comes to content? What's your feeling about that? Oh, oh you know what? I saw something the other day. Someone said like consistency show up every single day. And then all these content creators were like, nah, nah it's not like that anymore. I think, you know, 
with this, you know, post, 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 I guess it really does depend on the objective of your business. Sure, if you're on a channel like TikTok and you are posting, you know, multiple times a day or once a day and your goal is to just grow a following, but is that following going to be aligned? You know, obviously Instagram is a little bit different now. Posting multiple days, multiple times a day, I think is actually hurts your, your content. I feel like you just don't get the recognition for the hard work, but I would rather someone, you know, put their heart and soul into something like, you know, a podcast or a blog and then repurpose that. Then, you know, post multiple times on social media. I had a client who I was mentoring and she's like, I want to do two Instagram reels a day. I was like, are you sure? She's like, yes. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I recommend it, but if that's, you know, try it. I'm very big on test trial measure. If you make an assumption that that's going to work for your business, you try it until it does or doesn't work and then you move on or you stick with it. But you couldn't keep up with it. And she, and again, burnout, like you just get content fatigue and then you ghost your audience for like three months and they don't go back again. Then do a lot and then ghost for ages, which I do find happens a lot when we get momentum. It usually happens at the start of the year, you know, like January comes and we're like, all right, new year, I'm ready. Let's like smash out all this content. And then by like March, everyone's kind of... <laughs> going back into their old ways or aren't posting. So I would rather someone be consistent for a longer period of time and post less and have obviously more quality than post so much to burn themselves out. What about taking a break from social for a small business? Does that make sense for a solopreneur? Absolutely. I think this is an interesting one because like we need time out. And I, I have a travel page and I messaged a girl on social media a couple of months ago and she just wrote back to me. She's like, I'm so sorry, I needed a break. But I think you just communicate it, right? Like if you communicate with your audience what you're doing and why you're doing it, then they get it. And I knew another woman, big TikToker from Australia, amazing content. She's a traveler. She wanted to go on a solo retreat. She's like, I'm not sure when I'm going to be back, but I'm just saying goodbye. And then when she was back she come back with a bang and everyone was like oh my god I'm so glad you're back like we missed you she didn't lose anything in fact she gained more so I think it's very important to know when you need a break but just communicate it and just say you know what's going on like you don't have to say oh my god I need to have a break because of my mental health or da 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 but just you know even like you have time off over Christmas just have a note at the top of your page or whatever that looks like like we'll be back you know you don't have to say why just just communicate it and like I got sick in 2021 and I needed huge surgery and I just, I just got on, I, I wanted to share my story. It was very important for me to do that. I know not everyone would want to do that, but I, I wanted to. And I just said, look, I'm going, I'll be back. I'm not sure when, but this is what's going on. And it just, for me, it just made sense. But I think like, you don't have to share exactly why, but I think communicate with your audience, even if it's, you know, you want to have a break off email marketing, things like that. People might say, oh, who cares? I don't care about that. But the people that, will buy from you and will care and all those things that they're going to be the ones that will care and they're going to be the ones that will understand. So I think it's just like be communicate. That's that's the biggest thing I think is just communicating, but breaks are important. Christmas breaks, holiday breaks. I think it's, it's not really realistic to think that we can show up, you know, all the time, every single day or, you know, whether when we can do that without a break. I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, one day I'm going to get married and have a honeymoon. I'm going to have to have some time off too. So exactly content, you know social media managers and content creators need to have breaks i might have a baby one day who knows like we all have life but life goes on right so we need it's important to take time yeah. off as well and you get a new sense of creativity when you have time off as well 
Mm, you're bringing peace to my mind, Mariah McInnes. So <laughs> where can people find more of your brilliance? Thank you so much. I am a very, you know, some of my clients that are really high energy, they always come to me when they're like, okay, what's happening? Because I feel like I'm up in the clouds. I'm a, I'm a bit of a grounder, I think. So you can find me on Instagram at content queen Mariah, one word. Mariah is Maria with a H. And I have another page, which is more my personal brand, which you'll see at Mariah underscore content queen. So kind of a bit of a flip. And I have a podcast, which Harry will be joining. So you can check that out too, which is the content queen podcast. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And this is super helpful for me. And I know there's a few listeners that are probably saying, oh, this makes perfect sense. So you've been a real gem and we look forward to seeing more of you. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, dear. Thank you for listening to Sales Made Easy. If you found value in our conversations, please subscribe and leave a review. Our goal is to provide practical strategies for growing your business while staying true to your values. Remember, success in sales is about serving your clients. Serve first and the selling will follow. We'll be back soon with more insights and inspiration. Until then, keep serving and providing value to others. Good things will happen.